the Untitled and Life Project Podcast. We are about to start. Welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project Podcast with Amy and Caleb. <gasps> yeah! That was 3WW by Alt J leading us in. Hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude there. I think we should start our own radio station. <laughs> Ooh. What would what we even say call you? our no, radio station? Wait, start a station or like a show? The Ribbon. Shout out to the Midnight Gospel, right? Isn't that what the radio station on the Midnight Gospel is called? The Ribbon? I thought that's what he lives on. Like that's his, what's his universe called? The oh, Ribbon. The Ribbon. Dang it. I thought that was the name. I think. Someone. Fact check. Listener number four. Can you fact, fact check, check that please? Thank you. We'll pay you in, I don't know, hugs <laughs> okay. after coronavirus is over. <laughs> uh, you can start now. Oh, now we're starting. <laughs> now we're okay. starting. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to, for the third time, welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project <laughs> podcast. We with... have to have those cold openings, you know. We yes, got to. We're big SNL fans, so I love some cold that's openings. True. That's true. That was a pretty, like, peaceful and chill vibey setting the vibes for the podcast so if you're joining us today those are the vibes can you tell everyone what the vibes are right now in the space that we're in those are also the vibes for the people listening now yes yes what are the vibes the the music i don't we don't have to describe it anymore i let the music talk i let those are the vibes okay well i'm a little hot that's part of the vibes all right well we're we are currently in salida Colorado outside of Salida in the uh, Mount Shavana wilderness. We have traversed here um, at, I guess, a week ago today we recorded the podcast in Montrose. Mm -hmm. So where have we been since then? So we were in Montrose about a week ago and from there we headed to a place we had never been before, neither one of us. Um, It was Crested Butte, Colorado. It was like outside of Crested Butte. Yeah. And we had a few options because we were pretty open. We did. So we had... I don't know. So I mentioned last time that we were kind of planning like a grounding tour in the Buena Vista area. But before we did that, we decided let's go. Let's have like an adventure off grid time first and then we'll go ground. Yeah, because we had like two whole weeks really Mm -hmm. um, to to like implicate the space to ground in. Mm -hmm. So there was some time still to be like, yo, we could go somewhere for a few days. Yeah. Before grounding tour. Yeah. So... We were sitting down in Montrose trying to decide where to go, and we kind of came to two slash three conclusions. Crested Butte, Telluride, and Ure. So we had just been in Ure a couple days before. And Telluride. And Telluride. Um, but it is just so gorgeous down there. There's so much more to do. There's so much more to see. Like, yeah, I still I feel seen, pulled there. I feel like I've seen like 3% mm. of the area around Telluride and Ure. Um, so yeah, lots more to be desired <laughs> in terms of exploration around those places. So that was definitely an option that we were pursuing. And then the other one was Crested Butte, which is a spot we had never been to and always heard beautiful things about it, but had just never gone. And then also we're shooting, um, an elopement there next month, uh, October. Yeah. yeah next September. month. So That's yeah. Crazy. yeah. Towards the end of next month, we'll be there. So it was a great time maybe to, like, hit up Crested Butte and kind of scout the area mm-hmm. for that elopement and get a feel for it. Yeah. So... Feel its vibes. You know what I'm talking about? Vibes. I'm sure we'll talk about those vibes soon. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. 
So we kind of came to the conclusion of Crested Butte because we'd never been there before. Also, it was gonna we really wanted to go before this elopement. This is probably gonna be our only opportunity. Um, and yeah, I think that's something. Sure, it's a conversation we're gonna have a lot in van life when we have open time and we have all these ideas of places to go, and we're gonna want to go back to spots that we've already been to to either go back to those same spots or just go to the city and see something new there. We're mm-hmm. always going to have that draw, but then there's also going to be the draw of like, oh, but we have this opportunity to go to this new place we've never been to before, period. So I think that's something we're going to just have to constantly take on a case-by-case basis. I mean, it's definitely been maybe the main freedom of fan life. It's like every week we can sit down. I, well, we finally did it, actually. Mm-hmm. We finally were like, hey, I think we have enough kind of like places like point A to point B to point C over the next few months that we could almost kind of like dictate a travel schedule um, roughly tentative travel schedule F we hold it <laughs> very loosely in our hands with all of our fingers spread apart as far as, as, far as possible yes um, because anything could happen between now and then but we sat down and we're like okay we will be here over this week and then we can travel from there to there so we'll be in this area this week and then we have to be here at this point, all very specific nouns I used. If you want to see the travel schedule, it'll be up on our Instagram at some point. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it up. This is just for the next few months, too. So if you're listening to this episode, like, years in the future, <laughs> just know that it's not <laughs> up to date. I'm just saying, our, our podcast has some re-listenability to it, you know? Re-listenability. Re-listenability. I like that. Another thing, too, I feel like we're kind of learning in how to create a travel schedule is breaking up our travel days this was actually another pro for crested butte is we knew we were going to be in salida buena vista um eventually in the week we wanted to i was going to make it happen we wanted to i wanted to make it happen um look where we are salida we're here so we knew we were going to be there and crested butte is on the way there like it's not too out of the way to stop in crested butte for montrose to get to buena vista and salida not at all tell you right you're right we're gonna be out of the way we would just have to go over a pass that we had never driven over before and those aren't always friendly towards our uh towards santiago here we've only had one that's been unfriendly and it was unfriendly twice out of the two times that we've gone on it so we're never going on that pass again hopefully but we tried a new one cottonwood pass if you live in colorado it was V driving friendly. V driving friendly. Very. Only two lanes of the whole way, um, mm-hmm. and uh, speed limits very low, and the roads look roads look freshly paved okay, and painted. Okay, this is such a boring part of van life and... right now. <laughs> we can describe the roads to people. Hey, you know what? It's a big deal. You know, as as we travel more, we're in month two of van life right now. Um, driving is a big part of van life, and so like Surprise. figuring out. One, uh, dealing with engine issues, figuring out routes to take that are doable, breaking up travel over the course of three days rather than like trying to do a six or an eight hour drive in one day. Because Um, a six or eight hour drive in our Jeep, I mean, eight hours or more, I feel like we were always down. Like, oh, yeah. We never heard an amount that we were like, oh, no, I don't think we'll do that. Or we would never even break it up. Like, when we would drive back to Nashville in our Jeep from Denver, it's like a 16 and a half, 17 hour drive without stops. Mm-hmm. And we would always just, I mean, this is very, a lot of credit to Caleb because he does 99% of the driving, but he would do it all in one day. We're not going to break it up into two eight or nine hour days. We were like, let's just do it. Just very it different out. story in the van. <laughs> yes. One, because the cabin, the driving cabin gets so hot oh, yeah. with the massive window. So depending on which direction we're driving and what mm-hmm. time of day, if the sun is directly hitting us at the, like the right angle, 
I mean, the cabin gets enormous, enormous. And over 100 hot. degrees I don't think that's easy. A, yeah, yeah. Really? Over 100? I would think it's so hot. It does get and very And there's no hot. airflow. There's not really any airflow. And it's just, yeah. So we're trying to even figure out our travel and schedule it around like time of day. Like if we're driving <laughs> west, we should wake up and drive early because the sun will be at our back. And mm-hmm. it will keep the van cooler, which is beneficial for everyone. So my cr- It does so... stay cool in the back of the van. Yeah. Where the dogs are. Where Because it's insulated and shaded. It's really just the big window in up front, front in the cabin mm-hmm. that just like basically we just melt on long travel days. Or that's what we've been doing. I feel at the end of a long travel day where it's been really hot up there, I feel like I've just like run a marathon in yeah. 130 degree <laughs> weather. Like I'm... S- it's gross. Travel days that used to be like nothing, like five-hour drives now can totally wear me out because it's, yeah, yeah, it's intense. And then some of the roads we're driving on are intense as well. Did, we yeah. don't live in a state that has the kindest roads all the time. No, and they're also in always in horrible shape <laughs> because the weather here is crazy. It's supposed yeah. to snow on Tuesday. Yes, and it's like 90-something degrees right now. It's 90-something degrees right now, <gasps> and it's Sunday. We're so old. <laughs> We're talking about the weather. Drinking our tea, this talking about the weather. And describing the, <laughs> the passes, <laughs> the roads. Wow. Okay. Let's get a little more. Let's let's switch the subject. I'm just filling in people on van life here. You know no, what? No, no, the no, nitty, the gritty. No, the boring. The, the nitty, this the is gritty. the boring. There are some boring parts of van life, of course. Well. And we just talked about them. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And that's it. So, Crested Butte. Let's talk about Crested Butte. I feel like something. Crested Butte, before I get started on that was a very off-grid time for us. We knew we weren't going to have cell service. I mean, didn't know, no. I knew. Like, oh, okay. Um, reviews. I guess, you know, you know, we weren't, okay, cool. Yes, I knew we were not going to so have cell service. Knew. Yes. Um, we, I was anticipating it. Okay. If I had a little bit, I probably wouldn't have minded it, but it was really great that there was none. Period. Yeah, a lot. I've talked about this before, but a lot of times if we stay somewhere that doesn't have cell service, if I don't know that, going in it kind of throws me for a loop a little bit like it's something i like to know going in i don't know why it doesn't really change the plans really but i don't know i think i just like knowing that going in it changes it a little bit because like i can do some editing without wi-fi but Mm -hmm. i need wi-fi to do other editing Mm -hmm. um well it's not even wi-fi it's just like connection connection yeah yeah yeah, and also we've learned that two bars of LTE doesn't mean shit. Have we mentioned that before? I think no, we here's have. the thing. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Because where we are right now in Salida, I have two bars in LTE, and I've been able to do anything and everything I've wanted to do except watch a live NBA basketball game. Yeah, I've been trying to stream the NBA playoffs here. And It'll get it pulled up, it. and it can play it in, like, two-second increments. Um, but you know what? Two bars in LTE, and I can do everything except that. I'm cool with that. But two bars in LTE until you ride... Is that where it was? Where it was just like... I think, yeah, totally right. And then it also has trouble. in it the didn't mean Meadows is kind of like yeah. very... Like one day they'll be really good. Next day it'll be basically no service. But I get what you're saying. It yeah. is... It's almost... I mean, we... Yeah, our jobs are... We got to stay connected to the grid at certain times. That's a good question. What is your job? Huh? What is it? We'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's something I like to know going in. So going into Crested Butte, I knew... That I was about to not have service for the next two, maybe three, maybe four. How many days do we stay? We were kind of open to how long we were going to be yeah. there. Especially since we had just been in Montrose for a solid 72 hours and we had great service there. We could do, we could actually watch NBA games there. We could do whatever we wanted. Sounds to. like a movie. 72 hours in Montrose. <laughs> 
So I knew going in, I wasn't going to have it. So that felt better. And it would just felt like, it felt like that was the intention. Like we're going to this um, super secluded spot where we're not going to have service. And we're just going to kind of take the day as it comes. Yeah. And we really wanted to implement our goal of some solo time in Crested Butte as well. Mm-hmm. Before we, because we, yeah, before grounding tour started. Before grounding tour. And we were really able to do that. And we had some really cool experiences. You want to talk about yours first? Oh, man. Which one? Which experience? Uh, Crested Butte is beautiful, though. I would highly recommend it to anyone in Colorado or without Colorado. Small, One of the smallest. Without Colorado. With, uh, with, uh, out. Outside of. Outside of, <laughs> outside of Colorado. Beautiful place. The We only actually drove through the city, so we weren't technically even in Crested Butte. Yeah. We just drove through the city, maybe the smallest mountain town out there. It's so tiny. It's so I was tiny. surprised. Like, people talk about how small Telluride and Uray are, which are basically the same towns, except Uray slanted is on a slant, but they're, they're bigger. They felt bigger than Crested Butte. Yeah. Crested Butte has a few more suburbs, I think, um, maybe. I don't know. It was hard to tell, but uh, we were up one of the passes around there, and mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was like uh, very P&W vibes. It's the most P&W vibes I have felt in Colorado, I mean, at all. Colorado doesn't feel anywhere near P&W vibes because it's so desert and dry, which is the complete opposite of like the moody, cloudy, wet, green forests of the P&W. Yeah. But... Crested Butte had it. Crested Butte somehow like retained were, its moisture. <laughs> because there were ferns everywhere. Covering the ground in Aspen Forest. Like exactly how they are in the PNW. Like there were tall evergreen trees with ferns just covering the forest floor, which I long if I if, man, if there's a place that has that and then also has more sun than the PNW and a coast, I'm there. Oh man, the PNW's close to getting this. The sun is a huge part of the PNW. <laughs> well, that's just a luck of the draw, right? Mm. Maybe it'll be sunnier next year in the PNW. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we can only hope. I don't know. But yeah, it was. It, it is a really beautiful place. Some uh, had not seen a place like that. Most of Colorado is more, um, if you get into the forest or even like up in elevation, it, it has more desert and dry mm-hmm. kind of like, like landscape. Shrubs. shrubs. Like even now, Salida is basically all shrubs. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can call these trees. They're no. just big shrubs and bushes. And there's little cacti on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's most of Colorado. Not Crested Butte. There yeah. was wildflowers still blooming. There was, oh man. Yeah, so we stayed around the area with three alpine lakes that would just be, that are so beautiful. Yes, we with, stayed um, around, if you want to see what we're talking about, we were staying around the uh, Lost Lake Campground. Tag responsibly, keep Colorado wild. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, it's fine. It was not that campground. <laughs> no, I just I'm just seeing that a lot recently. Yeah, it's a thing on Instagram right now. But we're talking with our friends, and yeah. you share things that you like oh, with your exactly. friends. Oh, exactly. No, it's yeah. a recommendation for every listener. Here. Exactly. So we were staying close to the Lost Lake campground, um, and there's a trail there, three lakes trail that it goes around to these three alpine lakes, and yeah, on that trail you see mountain lakes just at the base of these mountain and they're crystal clear water you see an aspen forest you see moody pnw forest you see a waterfall um a big waterfall that was like once you climb up it's like two waterfalls going into one and then a stream flowing down what else do you see? oh you see fields of wildflowers and you see moose and you see moose moose monty moose yeah, one thing we had not seen a lot of since moving to Colorado is moose. We had very few instances, most of them coming like 
within this last year. I mean, we've seen a moose twice from our car, like on the side of the road. So that's like a one second glance. And then when we were in Alaska, we went to this animal conservation and we saw a moose there. But never seen one like in the wild, breathing the same air we're breathing. Well, remember we also saw one earlier in van life. Yeah, that was one of our two car uh, instances. Oh, one of our two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we've never seen one just like in the same airspace as us. Or came across one. Yeah. So I guess this will lead into the intentional time then. <laughs> For my intentional solo time... I decided to go on the Three Lakes Trail hike one morning, so I took Kona with me, and we were hiking around, having an awesome time. We had just passed this waterfall. We're walking through this wildflower field. Wildflower field. Yes. And it all kind of happened so fast. I don't really know if I heard. I kind of, I'm thinking now that I replay it, I heard, don't moose like balk with their hooves. They like. Balk? Yeah, is that the word? I don't know. I just know that's a baseball term that I yes. never understood. Oh, it's like when you fake a pitch. It's like you start to throw a pitch and then you stop. So it's like a fault. Kind yeah, of like kind an, of. But uh, weird. Anyways, <laughs> he balked or he like stomped his foot, I think. Like I feel like I heard a hoof stomp or something. And I just like look over to my left and there's this big ass moose. <laughs> like, and Indeed. he was so dark, like almost black. So it was very intimidating, and it was a bull. It was a male uh, moose, so he had huge antlers to go along with his huge-ass body. And he just looked so <laughs> commanding and just so, like, oof. Like, he was there. <laughs> his presence was there. And mama instincts took over. I mean, they weigh, like, what, 800 to 1,200 pounds? Yeah. Don't, we're not in that geo or anything or Discovery <laughs> Channel, but... <laughs> We just read the signs posted at campgrounds yes. about animals. There, there was, a lot, there was lots of moose thing. sounds, so, like, seeing a moose was kind of anticipated. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, realizing, like, seeing it in person and, like, what and seeing how big it is, that is a different story. Well, the crazy thing, too, about this moose sighting is I don't – well, I used to take Kona on hikes a lot by myself when we lived in Denver. They're actually – I would actually do that a lot. I would take him out, like, 45 minutes outside of the city and we'd mm-hmm. go hike. But I'd never been on, like, this kind of mountainous hike, I guess, by myself. I'm normally with you. I mean, we we were pretty secluded up there yeah. uh, this on was the top more, of this pass. This felt lakes. more like, like I was, it was out of my comfort zone to do this hike alone, just because it was how far away we were, how in the mountains we were and secluded, and it didn't feel like just taking Kona to Red Rocks. It's so like even, like, an adventurous, intentional solo time. Yes. Like, and did you know going in that you would feel this way to the hike? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. And still, like, felt like going through with it? Yeah. Nice. No, it was, like, a, both exciting and kind of like, ooh, wait, I've never, or I feel kind of like, yeah, it felt risky. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, so, anyways, I'm on my own and I see a moose. So I was like, of course. <laughs> like, the one time I take a hike in the mountains by myself. Well, with Kona. <laughs> with Kona, which is kind of worse because moose, um, one of their main predators are wolves. So, they anytime they see dogs they're kind of unpredictable because they kind of think it's a wolf and it's trying to eat them so they can be aggressive towards dogs and of course had kona off leash so right when i saw this thing this literally all happened within like 1.5 seconds (laughs) i saw it i knew kona was off leash so i freaked like mama berenstein's kicked and i freaked out and like grabbed him real quick 
and was just his leash was in my backpack so I didn't want to have to stop it was in like a pocket in my backpack I didn't want to stop and get it out so I just like was pulling him by the collar collar the collar still like looking at the moose like not fully turning my back on it but like walking the direction we had come from and then once I noticed after a few seconds he wasn't moving like he wasn't acting like he was gonna charge then I kind of walked faster and (laughs) so you went back the way you came yeah and then did you just like wait it out well i just let him have a space yeah and i wasn't too far from the trailhead this was only like 20 minutes into the hike so once i got back to the trailhead i don't know it shook me a little bit like that's that is my fear of hiking alone it's not (laughs) honestly it's not people i'm afraid of it's animals oh yeah for sure and moose uh maybe this is another false fact hurt more people than bears uh, I feel like I've heard that too, uh, yep. actually. But, um, so yeah, so that actually was like, that is probably my biggest fear of hiking alone in the mountains is animals. And then it happened. So I was a little shaken. So like when I got back to the trailhead, I was like, I need to like sit by the water and eat. So I sat by a lake and ate. And then I like mustered up my energy, my confidence again. And I was like, I'm going to go back on this trail. Yeah. So I started it again, but from the other, it's a loop trail. So I started it from the other side. Um, and I did not see the moose again, but I did talk to some people on the trail who said they saw that same moose at 6.30 that morning. So he had been hanging around that area for a while, but it was cool. I, I mean, mean, I'm an animal lover, obviously. So it was a mix of like total kind of like fear, but also awe. Like I was just like, mm-hmm. what? Like the more I think about That's it now, huge. it was just, I respect animals so much. I don't know. I could feel his energy, even though. At first, I let my fear overtake me once I let that pass through, and then I could feel the moose's energy, and it was like, that was... Moose energy, yeah. That was a pretty cool interaction. I don't know. <laughs> I felt very energy. connected to it. You even guys were though, sharing the same space. Yeah. Even though in the moment I felt fear, Yeah. after that passed through, I just felt connected. So that was cool. That's awesome. Cheers to the moose. And then I named him Monty. <laughs> Caleb, why don't you kind of... So I said we both saw the moose... But then I went into my story, and I just saw him by myself. So when did well, you we see saw him? him both uh, separately. Yeah. Yeah, because so you took the intentional solo hike, and then I that evening decided to go um, hike in and camp by myself one night, like on the shores of the lake. We had come across this spot when hiking together, the same trail that we hiked solo. <laughs> the next day, we had been in the spot for like three days. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Have we described Crested Butte enough? <laughs> uh, so we like knew had walked the trail several times together, or, or we did it together. And then when Amy had done it solo, I did it solo. We came across the spot, um, and so I wanted to just camp there one night and then take a little more just intentional solo time. And you had never had a night in the van alone, so it was cool giving you that too. And you. Thank you you feel good about that? Yeah. You, <laughs> you're welcome for the opportunity. Um, and uh, we don't really have backpacking gear, so the spot wasn't, like, that hard to get to because I had to carry, like, multiple backpacks. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and uh, I did the hike that evening when I first – after I first set up camp and kind of anticipating seeing the moose, and I didn't because of what well, you had come back that morning seeing it. Um, but I saw him later – I, I, bl- I blogged about this more than I want to tell about it in the podcast. Okay. So, yeah, you know what? This Untitled Van Life just comes out in all these different mediums. And for some reason, I wanted to, like, write about this instance more. So, you'll have to go check out the blog post. When that drops, yo, listeners. Yeah, when it drops. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw the moose. The moose was, like, at the campsite uh, that night drinking water. And he was huge, like you said. 
Um, and then he ended up like, he ended up walking straight through the campsite and like sleeping probably like 50 to 60 yards away from where I set up my tent. And then the next day when I woke up after I woke up at sunrise to watch the sunrise over the lakes, cause it was going to be extremely still. It had been a full moon the night before. And yeah, sure enough, like those people said, he was there on the shores at 6 30 AM, uh, shedding his velvet as <laughs> <laughs> the people talk about, or the, uh, I guess moose on their antlers grow like this skin and it actually has fur on it while they're growing mm-hmm. their antlers. And then in September, I feel like I'm becoming this moose animal expert. expert. Yes. Yeah, I have looked up a lot on them because, uh, yeah, I was writing this blog post and then, yeah, interacting, sharing the space mm-hmm. with the moose, feeling that moose energy. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, the, he was majestic. He was yeah. beautiful, but he also had like a threatening, like, that is a big large beautiful animal. animal and uh yeah when i was him shedding his velvet they scrape off that layer of skin over their antlers for the winter after they're like full grown and that's what he was doing all morning i just sat and watched him for hours and he was just like attacking these bushes and trees viciously with his antlers and trying to scrape off that skin uh, or that layer of i don't even know what it is exactly but they call it velvet i, I don't know if that's a technical term i think it's just based on what it looks like and <laughs> yeah, it has looks, that velvet yeah, look. yeah it has like a velvety texture yeah, but why do they want to scrape it off before winter you think they want to keep it on to keep their antlers warm well i think it dies off like it's 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 some kind of skin that grows the antler underneath it and then when the antler is full grown i don't know if it just like it's like gonna die now or he needs to scrape it to be able to use it to battle other mooses mm-hmm. <laughs> is other that mace. what other mace is that what moose do but yeah, it was um, awesome getting to, it was and a little scary because I saw him after sunset and we were both like out on the shore together and he started like walking my way. And, and it was starting to get dark, like you was, didn't see him. Oh no, I was having to like, I saw him at first and then as, this is like an three hour process and then like a two hour process. <laughs> it's the total opposite I, of mine. Mine was 1.5 seconds. Oh man, no, I was, <laughs> it was a long process. Um, yeah, it was, but the moose was amazing mm-hmm. never seen a moose like that yeah so yeah that, so cool yeah so cool crested butte and then i just like walked back the next morning um it was probably like 16 hours of backpacking hiking by myself came back to you we talked about the moose had breakfast and coffee you didn't have coffee i don't drink coffee yeah so yeah write about that more in our blog and or i wrote about it in the blog so that... cool so check out our crested butte blog it's yeah, on our yeah. website um that's very cool. Yeah. I was so excited that you got to see the moose because when I came back and told you, you were like, like your response, you were like, oh, I want to see a moose. <laughs> yeah. I was, even on the hike, I was like so stoked to see a moose. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I mean, it was awesome that you got to see. It was one thing we've been like wanting to see in Colorado that mm-hmm. we haven't in the wild. And one thing that. It's probably the only thing. I don't think I want to see anything else. Like when I first looked <laughs> behind me and saw one, just his size and who he was and like how close he was it shook me too like i was like totally shook but then i was also marveling at just the size of him being like i I feel like there's a bunch of different ways i can evade moose contact here (laughs) even though we were kind of close i was like i feel like my options are pretty good at being able to not get hurt by the moose i mean thinking back on my interaction with him I agree. Like, I definitely, if I could, could have just stopped and looked at each other for a while. That, yeah, that's, that's what, like, I mean, me there was, him did, there exactly. were so many trees between us, like, and that's what they say to do if a moose, like, put as many trees or objects in between you as you can. Yeah. Um, but my, yeah, I freaked out about Kona because I had read the wolf thing before. I knew that before hiking. Mm. I'd read the wolf thing. That's why they're so strict about having dogs on leashes there. Um, 
and I mean, I didn't have him on a leash, so yeah, I was like, I gotta get Kona because I don't know how Kona's gonna react. Yeah, he's never seen. He's never seen a moose, a and like, <laughs> I have always like I think he he's very obedient. He normally does obey us, but I don't know if an animal sees another animal. It's always kind of unpredictable. Yeah. But he behaved totally fine. He was like right next to me, anyways, when we saw it. So all literally all I had to do was bend down, grab his collar, and start leading him the other way, and he totally complied. But he did see the moose. I know he saw it. Yeah, Crested Butte did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. Saw the lakes, the moose, a full moon reflecting on the lakes. We I ended saw... up staying an extra night. Actually, like I feel like we had, I mean, planned in very loose quotes. To only like stay nights. there two nights, and we actually decided to stay an extra. Well, I was like, I kind of want to stay one more night. You were like, are you going Are you going to do backpacking tonight? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of want to stay one more night here in the spot we were at, mm-hmm. which was like in a forest, and then do it the next night. Because Crested Butte, man, I think it just had our attention while it we were there. It deserved more time. We would go sit out and just walk, walk out in the forest with the dogs and our mm-hmm. breakfast and just sit in the middle of these sunny glades. But, like, man... Yeah. It is. It feels like Narnia, kind of. Because, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. It's very different from the rest of Colorado. Highly recommend yeah. the crusty butt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. That was a good trip. I like sitting back and just, like, reflecting on it. Yeah, like, that trip, even though over three days, I think it's just, I don't know the saying, but it's, like, experiences way more than, like, time frames do. Like, you know, you can do things for a certain amount of time, but one experience can, like feel like it was a longer mm-hmm. time and it, that's what it van life feels like a lot we always are throwing around like oh time doesn't make sense here nope. um and yeah looking back even talking through it working through it now and reminiscing about crested beauty it feels like we had i had two months worth of experience in mm-hmm. those three days like, yeah from the just getting to sit in there like we would sit out in the glades and read and write we would uh, have happy hour in the van we would have we would go walk by the lake and meditate. We had, oh, man. Yeah. And it feels like that, just the weight that that experience holds in my life is much more than the time frame it covered. Doesn't add up. That was beautifully said. So, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's how, that's how it feels with time here. So, since Crested Butte, we've come to Salida, Colorado, in a spot that we have stayed in before. Um and this is the, As be- the first of the grounding tour. This so. is the beginning of our grounding tour. Yes. So the grounding tour is something that we've intentionally put together kind of just to help ground us. When I had gotten, we kind of came up with the idea um, after I got back from my trip to Nashville, we ended up staying somewhere different for five or six nights in a row. Something like that. I think it was like six. And one of those being like a parking or. One of those was just like on the side of the road. Um, and a yeah. A few of those. After that, I was just a little, I kind of think you might have been feeling it too, but I just needed some grounding. I was like, I need to be, I want to be in places that I feel like I know well and I know it can have service so I can like do things and then we just know where we get things from and we know the places have everything we need. So we decided in this two-week window we had after Crested Butte, we would do our grounding tour and the places we decided um, were the Salida area, Buena Vista, Twin Lakes, um, all of those cities from Salida to Twin Lakes, the most southern to the most northern are probably like, I don't know, 45 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, They're not far. At most. Yeah. So here we are in Salida, and we've been here. I mean, this is definitely going to be the last day we can stay here before we have to go get provisions, such as food and water. Um, So we've been here, I guess this is our- We're running low on provisions, my lord. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're... Tonight will be our fourth night here. Wow. Yeah. Already? I know. This has gone. It's weird. This has gone by really fast, this day here. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but we did have some, like, intentional things we wanted to bring into the grounding tour. <laughs> Caleb, what are some of the things that you feel like you've intentionally tried to do since starting the grounding tour? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's nice that I've gotten a lot of work done, a lot of editing editing work done. And, and, and yeah, we have good enough Wi-Fi to where we can hotspot and, like, do work on our websites. We can uh, – I can stay in touch with – clients and inquiries and <coughs> society <laughs> friends. Um, friends see friends a little more so i knew that was coming and i have this long period of time to do that i'll honestly stay like get some consistency with you know, all my instagram accounts <laughs> <laughs> i'll just like you know create more um and when we're in the same spot for a few days especially one with wi-fi i just feel like i can get more work done i feel like i'm getting really good at being able to work just like in the windows that I have, like get the work done that I need in the windows that I have. But it's also really nice seeing like four days in Salida at the same spot. I feel like I'm just able to even plan that block it mm -hmm. out a little more because you can kind of control the time we've been here before. So I'm not just like itching to go explore like Crested Butte. That was yeah. the awesome thing about being completely unplugged. It's like, man, we could just hike all day. I guess that is another good thing about staying in spot like that's kind of part of why we picked these spots i would say for grounding tours because we've been to these spots multiple times and so yeah there isn't that itch to like yeah. get out and like or feel like you should be out exploring yeah like we've i mean we've been to these spots multiple times and we know we're going to come back to them multiple times yes. so they're in yeah. the area we want to hang out in. and we've like hiked around them a lot like, yeah we have I've... like when we first started seeing these spots we Got yeah. to know the areas very well. So, yeah, there's not that urge. And there's honestly not a whole lot to do in this spot in Salida besides watch yeah. the sunsets, which are Our incredible. Best sunsets. <laughs> yeah. Like, consistently the best sunsets I've seen in any spot we've stayed. Yeah. Just because the expanse is so wide. Yeah, you can see, like, all across the horizon, and you're mm -hmm. surrounded by mountains on, like, three mm -hmm. and a half sides. Yeah. Um, so I knew, I, yeah, I just wanted to get a lot of work done and I knew having the time to like block it out myself without having to like fill in travel and like other tasks and errands, um, I could do that. And I have, I feel like that felt great. Um, and that's also given me the ability, I know we talked about yoga the last episode, how it wasn't really a grounding thing, but <laughs> I've kind of instituted it again. Maybe I went back on my word, but, um, trying to be consistent with kind of like a morning routine. I feel like both of us kind of feel that like maybe all we need so is much. just like a few consistent routines of how our morning goes to really, um, I feel really good after that. Even no matter what this holds, I can like work the rest of the day. I can play guitar or CTR the rest of the day, but like keeping the same morning routine over the course of a few days really feels grounding. Yeah. And being able, like waking up with the sun, making some coffee, either reading, writing, talking, doing yoga. We've done all those things like every single morning mm -hmm. and just been able to like, yeah, connect together too. Um, a lot more on the mm -hmm. grounding tour. Uh, so, yeah. Was that an answer? Yes. You <laughs> that was a answer. Yes, thank you. That was a answer. An, an, answer. an answer. An answer. An answer. That wasn't an answer. An answer, dancer. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and uh, we talked about all the goals that we set last time that we mm -hmm. wanted to institute like the next day and hadn't got to. But I feel like this is 
grounding to her, reading every day, right? Mm-hmm. Reading something every day, writing something every day, uh, working a lot, doing yoga, getting to meditate. I mean, it's just easier to do the things that feel like fill you up that you need to do when you're in one spot for a long period of time on grid. And yeah, I don't know. It just and feels... with good solar power, it's really sunny and hot here. It's been great solar wise. Um, but yeah, I because now that I think back, all of those um, goals that we wrote out, we wrote those out the day that we were traveling to Ure for the elopement. So we literally wrote those out and then spent the next six nights in other like in totally different spots. So <laughs> we did not shooting we didn't set ourselves so, yeah. up for success to achieve those goals right then, no. <laughs> necessarily. Um, so yeah, it does feel like we've been able to like actually implement those. Yeah. And I think the, We've been doing then that. the practice is going to be once grounding tours over and we things are a little more scattered or there's a little more travel involved, how how that translates. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the constant practice of knowing when to hold on to those things and cling to them and like take them with you everywhere and then when to like kind of let them go a little bit, let your situation, like do them when... Let it go, don't let it flow. Hey. Or let it go, let it flow. <laughs> or, yeah, like let them just happen as life presents you opportunities for them to happen. Yep. Yeah. Which I feel like we're going to have a lot of that coming up. So, mm-hmm. and we still have like another week of grounding tour. So, yeah, lots of grounding, but it's feeling good. It feels very good. Um, especially two months in the van life. Man. It feel, We were talking about this last night. It feels so much longer than two months. Yeah, probably. So from, much. Yeah. Yep. For sure. <laughs> it's it's wild. Okay, so I asked some people on Instagram what they wanted to hear about on the podcast. Um, Caleb, I love you have not seen all of these. Nope. So I've only seen the ones that I've submitted. I submitted like three <laughs> <laughs> or four, maybe from <laughs> different yes. various accounts. So. So this will be cool. You haven't had any time to think about these answers. It's like a Q&A. What's, what are our plans for the winter and holidays? I got asked that by the guy who was uh, Soda, who was talking about... See, people sh- want to know these things. Shedding the velvet sh- 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 of the moose. I uh, saw him at Lost Lake Campground, but he was asking, because we were talking about how we were living in the van full time, and he was like uh, asking what we were going to do for the winter, if we were looking for a spot to like hunker down, or if we were going to follow the climate i think is how he said and i was like uh, so far we plan to follow the the sun mm-hmm. follow the climate um and head i mean tentatively now we just set out and made that that travel schedule mm-hmm. but we want to be like around arizona new maybe not new mexico arizona texas southern cal maybe florida yeah kind of i winter. mean yes like there's so many factors that go into that but also a big one is like covid where it's at at that time too like, but even take that out of it. There's still lots of factors, but yeah, I because I would love to go to Florida, but then I think of all these facts. Like that's really far, so it would probably take a while to get there, and then I'd want to make sure the van's in good shape before making a trip like that. COVID is not we've great been craving, right there. We've been craving craving like a, a Caribbean coast. Oh. Like we've been to the Oregon coast this year, but that's a very very different beach. Oh, and Hawaii. Oh. But that was back in January. Gosh. God. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, we love, like, that island Caribbean vibe, so we have, we've been missing that a lot. It's been a while since you have felt that feeling. Yes. I, I felt it almost trop- a year ago. I need some ago. tropical beach. Yeah. That's what I need, tropical beach. Um, like Capri Sun cover. 
what is, what are some of the dream places to visit in the van for you? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Alaska. <laughs> that's yeah. it. I think I think a goal maybe or not even who knows. I don't want to put a time frame on it, but it feels like a few years out, especially mm-hmm. looking how uh, I mean, COVID scheduled out the next, out the ne- months, probably sure. not next 18 yeah. months at least, but you know, a few years down the road, maybe be able to set a goal of like doing van life in Alaska over a summer or like over the summer season. Cause obviously it wouldn't be feasible during winter or we would die. We would definitely die. Uh, I mean, that's the good thing about the travel question before this. Like, we don't have to be in Colorado besides one moment early in January, uh, pretty much the whole winter. Mm-hmm. So, like, we kind of have freedom to, like, follow the sun. Yes. Um, so that's why we want to be in places like Arizona, Texas. And then co- we have to come back to Colorado for some weddings. But that's early spring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Alaska for me. What about for you? I feel like I can answer it. And I almost said it. Well, okay. Unless there's you... a new one. Tell me. Well, I kind of, like... Uh, Chile <laughs> or Patagonia. I, I mean, know. yeah, yes, that was that's it. Is like Mexico, South America, Central. I yeah. mean, all Mexico, South America, Central America. I think it'd be so dope to like spend a winter in Mexico, like on the Baja or something. And summer in Alaska. And then, like after that, like just keep driving down throughout the spring, like all the way down through like Colombia, Peru. Yeah, that would like, be a whole new. That is, yeah. that's my like big vision board dream um a little more realistically and or maybe just a little more it could happen sooner <laughs> um would be california just like a california coast trip honestly I've nev- that's what we should do in the winter yeah no i thought about that but i think wait till like early spring i feel okay. like it's still pretty cold in northern cal yeah you're true that's right that's right um but that i mean i've never been to california at all and it's funny because i feel like I remember in high school and college when I would tell people I wanted to go there, I always said, I want to go for like a month because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see it all. I want to see the coast. I want to see the forest, wine country, the desert, the mountains. All was, of our friends now who live across California. We literally have people from like San Diego all the way up. I mean, you can go all the way up the West Coast. I mean, yeah, I would go to up to Washington, Seattle yeah. into Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, Vancouver. That'd be cool too. Um, but Yeah. And it's funny, I used to always say that. I was like, I don't want to just fly into San Fran for a weekend and then leave. Um, and it's looking like the way I see California might be that way, which is super cool. I'm saying let's make all three of those happen. Like, I would totally do all three of those. And yes. they're going to happen. Okay. They're gonna, we're, I like it's, it. It's happening. So if you're listening to this podcast, like, two years down the road. <laughs> we might be podcasting it from Alaska. Who <laughs> knows? Cool. That would be so dope. Favorite moment in van life so far? Oh, man, there has been so many good moments. I mean, as of right now, the Moose and just Crested Butte days as a whole, I think, are a standing out moment. Um, that That's a highlight, but God, there's so many good ones. Day to day, we literally are still sitting down at night being like, so what did you do today? <laughs> what did you do? What and then just do? like saying everything from waking up, making, turning on the stove, making coffee to like, Reading, writing, yo- like everything. Yeah. Just got to break it down because it's easy to lose track of the time, the days. I'll try to think of mine and like, I don't know. What's coming to mind is like that spot in Brooklyn Ridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spent 
that blew us away. I guess away. it was like 40, 48 hours at this spot in Breckenridge at the base of a lake in a mountain, like right there in the van. And it was just, that was the first spot we had stayed at up to that point that like, yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. Um, like the other spots we stayed in were beautiful, but it was I had like just I'd kind seen of adventurous to get before. to. It was adventurous to get to. Like the road it was, was off grid. We had no service for yeah. the first time, I think. Yeah, I think that was the first time. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, okay, we're just doing it. Wow. Yeah. And this place is beautiful. I think that's when like van life like punched me. Like this is van yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, I liked when we had that housewarming party. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember I called it the housewarming party. Yes. We just like chilled one day. We also did the beach day. Beach day was so good too. Yeah. Oh my. Okay, we could go on forever. <laughs> There's lots of van moments. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to say. Uh, okay, someone wants to know about the love story between us. What What's the love story? I always tell people that we met in high school, but we didn't start. We didn't get together until I was uh, graduated, which I guess it was that summer. And then it was the summer after you graduated. So, so you were you still soon. had one more year of high school. Mm-hmm. While I was in college, and mm-hmm. that's when we started being together. But how did we meet? Oh, dating! I was dating one of your friends. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced to you, and then uh, we broke up, and then. Yeah, we, we we just got really close, and it just kind of blossomed from there. And then since that moment, we've been together Ever in since. 2020. And that was... Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy to say that. That was in <laughs> 2008. 2008. That was so in we've been together for 12 years. Yeah, been in Nashville. We lived in Nashville for a few years after that. But, yeah, that's pretty much the love story. Mm-hmm. And then we dated just all through college. We went to the same school for a few years, and then I transferred. Mm-hmm. This feels like a yeah, background episode. Background it. Background it. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that story? Um I don't I mean, I get asked a lot, like when people ask me that or like they ask how long I've been married or anything like that, and they find out it's been a long time and we were so young. Everyone is so just like amazed and in awe. And I actually really like that aspect of our of our relationship. That we've story. been together so long? Yeah. I mean like we were seven. I was seventeen when we met, and I'm twenty nine now. So, like, think of wow. how much change happens in a human being from seventeen to twenty nine. Yeah. And like, we've gotten to witness that together inside of each other. We've gotten to like help each other in that process. We've gotten to let the other one just go in that process. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It is a cool part. Mm-hmm. A cool part of it. I think it's super cool. <laughs> yeah that we've been together so long even lots of physical changes too you know i think i had my first tattoo at the time we were dating mm, you did you did oh that's weird just one though <gasps> that's so and weird. now people ask me how many tats i have i'm like uh, i don't know <laughs> it would take me probably a few minutes but i can like tell you how many sessions i've had <laughs> over the course of the years but that's crazy i feel like i had something else to say about our relationship but just drawing the blank We've just grown and changed a lot over the years. I don't know if that's all I talked about. Yeah. And it's been cool to be so close with someone during that process. Yeah. Just always been together. Mm-hmm. Spending lots of time together. Especially now. We are. Well, we are one of those couples who likes to spend a lot of time together. Like, even before we lived in the van. Like, we've always been that way. Yeah. We've always enjoyed being in And it's kind of like we were talking about in the... When we were talking about the intentional solo time, I think, last episode. Um, the need and the want for the intentional solo time 
is because like we do just love doing everything together and we would uh-huh. just do everything together for the rest of time probably from playing video games to watching basketball to doing everything yoga, to playing music to going hiking yeah <laughs> like i can't really there are some video games you play that i don't play but like i'm always next to you reading like i'm still there yeah just sharing the same space um we could do that for the rest of time and be totally happy um but i can i can tell a difference when we get that intentional solo time yeah um, but we do it. That's where the intentional part comes and We have to be intentional about it because otherwise we would just do everything yeah. all the time. Oh, I also, I remembered what I was going to say. Ooh. People ask too, they're like, um, oh, they're like, oh, I know a common thing is like people like want to get their shit figured out before they get married a lot of times. Mm. And they're like, how did you like know already? And I remember saying at the time when we got married, so what, 22 and 23, I was like, that was I guess I had just graduated, but had no idea what the future hold. But I was like, I knew I wanted you to be a part of it, so why not go ahead and take care of that Mm -hmm. aspect of it? And I think that has just, I mean, connecting early and then, like, being, like, sharing in that uh, has just, like, blossomed so much openness. Yeah. No, we never, we didn't have anything. I mean, the normal things people think of when lining up for getting married, like, we didn't know that. We didn't, our jobs were... I love, Hourly I mean, I love our jobs. jobs. We were bartending and working in restaurants, which I love. Yeah, we worked in the same restaurant for a few years, too. It was yeah, awesome. That's how much yeah. we loved it. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, we got Kona. I love, oh. yeah, we were just bartending mm-hmm. uh, together one night, which we didn't actually work at the same location. location. It was the same restaurant, but different locations. But different locations. But that night we were working at the same location. So when your cousin texted us and was like, do you want any of these puppies? <laughs> and we were like, oh, let's do it. Yeah. And now we got the biggest little blessing. The biggest little blessing. Biggest little. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, when we got married, we both were working in a restaurant together. And uh, we, I still had a year left of college. Neither one of us had like a we didn't have like a five-year you always plan. had a year left of something <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we didn't have like a five-year plan we didn't own a house we didn't people ask us if we wanted kids when we got married and we're like i don't know someday <laughs> yeah we not had now it's like he's i mean we had That's no what we still say. <laughs> plans or no like trajectory really of the future we just wanted we to just be knew... together th- get yeah. together through it and i think we just knew that and we're like well let's go ahead and that's something commit we can do to that part mm-hmm. and 12 years later well i guess seven years from the marriage but... yeah seven years from marriage yeah yeah cool what's the best vegan za you've ever had ever had in the van or ever had period period oh wow there's a lot of good vegan za there's a lot of good vegan za we've had in the van it's definitely been our like if we're gonna eat out when we that's the only thing i think we've got <laughs> yeah if we eat pizza. out in van life depending on the city we're at it's always vegan pizza Ooh, there's a lot of good. I'm not. I don't. I'm not as picky on pizza as you are. What about you? What would you say? I, I like mean, I the one that's standing out to me that. is the mushroom one from Piante. That one was just so different. It was super good. I need to have it again. Um, that's what's standing out to me. But then also the mushroom one from High Pie. Yeah, Kelly really Rides was really good. Yeah, I really liked. They had the, the Enchanted Forest was the one that I got one was next so time. With this thing. It had pineapple, pears, dried blueberries, pesto, broccoli. vegan pesto, broccoli. Are we making anyone it. hungry yet for this veggie yeah, bread? Yeah, Caleb had that <laughs> for some veggie bread. Pizza at this place called Mile High Pizzeria in Tap Room. Is it Mile? It's not Mile. Where? It's High Pie. High Pie. Yeah, it's High Pie. Stop. It's High Pie <laughs> Pizzeria in Tap Room until you ride. Um, so if you ever go there, they have great pizza. And then 
the ones that I had mentioned um, was from Piante, which is in Breckenridge. And they it, are not paying us to say this, though I, I would wish... be down to take a few free oh pizzas if someone stumbles upon this. Piante uh, is all vegan, which I think is odd. Like, to have a whole vegan pizza restaurant, I think, is amazing. So that's yeah, super cool. A whole plant-based. Um, high Pie is not totally vegan, um, but... Yeah. Oh, you know what? I thought of it. I was I was trying to narrow it kind of the van life in my mind mm-hmm. since we had had so many. Studio City is another great one. Yeah. But the the place in Portland that we always go <gasps> that I think has oh, the best vegan. Right. And that one is all vegan as well. That yeah, place just like Piante reminds me a lot yes. of Piante. But that place, damn it, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> Honest Pie. Honest Pie. That's it. Honest Good pie. memory. Yes. Honest, Honest pie, pie in, in Portland. Portland. Oregon. Honest Pie in Portland. Yeah. That's a great one, too. Every time we go to Portland, we go there. Um, someone wants to know... Well, someone requested more mushy. That's all they said. And then someone else wanted to know about Jet's pooping patterns. So I feel like <laughs> those go hand in hand. Oh, mushy and Jet's pooping patterns. Yeah. The dogs are living their healthiest life right now. I don't know if it's just like naturally getting so much more activity being in the spots we're at. And, but they're eating more than they've ever eaten before. In they're a good way. More, in a good way. They're drinking more water and they are pooping a lot. Like Jet pooped five times in one day the other day. And I Jet doesn't so even, many Jet holes. weighs like 30 pounds. Yeah. If that now he's shrinking too, they're in there. They're they're looking good. Yeah. Dogs are loving it. Their metabolism is thriving. Out so here. that's super mushy. And then lastly, someone wants to know about a day in the life of Jet. Sleeps, plays, eats, poops, drinks, cries a lot. He doesn't cry that much. <laughs> Can be barky depending on where we're at and how many people are around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Do you think he likes it? I think he likes it. Yeah, I think you 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 posted about it the other day mm-hmm. on Instagram. You said like, yeah, he gets to be with us twenty four seven. I mean, like, the only times he doesn't like is when he's not with us. Like if we have to go into the, the grocery. The only times he's not with us is when he's not with us. That's the only time he doesn't like it. Oh. When he's not with us. <laughs> That's the only time he doesn't like being with us is when he's not with us. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's what you meant. Yes. All right. That, that, I think that's about his life. And then he sleeps in his bed at night mm-hmm. and snores, gives us some great ASMR. Oh, his ASMR has been amazing lately. Conan's <laughs> over here eating and panting. Yes. Oh, now you want to say anything? Oh. He kissed the microphone. <laughs> Very sweet. Thank you. All right. Was that all the questions? That was all the questions, yeah. Cool. That was yeah. a cool little part of this podcast. I know. I like that. If y'all have any other questions or questions about... It could be anything. It could be about us. It could be about van life. It could be about um, types of trees. It could be about... Yeah, well, we're becoming more and more knowledgeable about nature, I think. you know, about, learning about About mooses. You know, mooses, their noise. It's a bellow is what it's can called. You, can you give us a... Um... I did practice. You know, I was like in the morning I was when I was watching him, he kept on making these bellows. I did mm-hmm. not know what they were called at the time. And I like literally started making them out loud after him just to try and like get the noise. Do it. But it's kind of like a... <laughs> it's almost like a moo. It's, a moo. it's like... Moo. It's moo. Not moo. Moo. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's what... Yeah. Yeah, but... yeah if y'all want to talk about bellows if you want to talk about outer space you want to talk about 
I don't know, teach us something new. Or if you just want to ask us a question, whatever, anything. We are so down. We would love that. Um, just slide into the Untitled Van Life Project message board, <laughs> a.k.a. send us a DM on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We love you all. Should I take us out with another ditty? I don't know where this is going, but sure. No, well, I'll just take it on the... I did not finish the... Peace.